0: Hello and welcome to LTC-DON Chat, a podcast brought to you by the American Association of Directors of Nursing Services, AADNS. I'm your host Rebecca, and today AADNS Curriculum Development Specialist Denise Wenzeller will talk about what facility leadership should focus on regarding visitation. We will be discussing both the Coronavirus Commission on Safety and Quality in Nursing Homes recommendations and the new guidelines for visitation from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS. Welcome, Denise.
1: Thank you, Rebecca. I'm glad to be here to discuss this important topic with you. This has been a hot topic with facilities and families, and a lot's been released recently regarding visitation.
0: Great, let's get started. Denise, for those listeners who don't quite know what the Coronavirus Commission on Safety and Quality Nursing Homes
1: is all about, Can you give a quick overview? Sure, Rebecca. This commission was compiled in May of this year to address safety and quality in nursing homes related to the coronavirus public health emergency and is made up of 25 members with expertise ranging from nursing home residents, DONs, and administrators to infectious disease experts, academics, and state authorities. With the help of public input, they reviewed lessons learned so far in the pandemic and made recommendations for the future to improve infection control practices, safety procedures, and the quality of life of residents. The Commission recently made 27 recommendations in total, with accompanying action steps stemming from 10 themes. For those of you who are interested in reviewing all the recommendations with action steps made, as well as the additional document to this report detailing the Trump administration's actions so far in regard to the commission's recommendations, they're available for review on the APACN website at www.aapacn.org.org under the Resources drop-down menu on the COVID-19 Resources webpage.
0: Thanks for that quick overview, Denise. Did the Commission have recommendations for visitation?
1: Yes, Rebecca, they did. The Commission identified four primary problems associated with visitation, along with recommendations and many action steps. More importantly, CMS released a QSO memo, QSO-20-39 Nursing Home Visitation COVID-19 on September 17, 2020, updating their visitation guidelines as a result of these recommendations.
0: Thank you, Denise. Before we get to the new guidelines, let's take a quick commercial break.
1: Listeners, please stay tuned. Learn how to translate data into actionable information and drive performance improvement with AADNS's newly updated QAPI Certified Professional Education and Certification Program. You'll get
0: practical and relevant quality improvement education that can be applied
1: in all aspects of QAPI. Learn more at aadns-ltc.org slash education slash qcp dash certification.
0: Welcome back. Let's continue our discussion with Denise Winzeler about the new visitation guidelines for nursing homes from CMS. All right, Denise, what are these new CMS guidelines?
1: Rebecca, updated guidance that CMS released includes new core principles of the COVID-19 infection prevention that should be followed by all nursing homes. These principles include, screening of all who enter the facility for signs and symptoms of COVID-19, such as temperature checks, questions or observations about signs or symptoms, and denial of entry of those with signs or symptoms. Hand hygiene and use of alcohol-based hand rub is preferred. Face covering or masks, covering both the mouth and the nose, social distancing at least six feet between persons, instructional signage throughout the facility and proper visitor education on COVID-19 signs and symptoms, infection control precautions, and other applicable facility practices such as use of face coverings or masks, specified entries, exits, and routes to the designated areas and hand hygiene. Cleaning and disinfecting high-frequency touch surfaces in the facility often and designated visitation areas after each visit. Appropriate staff use of personal protective equipment or PPE. Effective cohorting of residents, such as separate areas dedicated to COVID-19 care and resident and staff testing conducted as required. CMS also says that visitations should be person-centered, consider the resident's physical, mental, and psychosocial well-being, and support quality of life. Nursing homes should supply an adequate degree of privacy for visitations as well. Visitors who are unable or unwilling to comply with the above core principles of the COVID-19 infection prevention should not be permitted to enter the facility or should be asked to leave. If facilities follow these core principles, they may allow visitation to begin. Denise, what types of visitation are allowed? I'm glad you asked that, Rebecca. Outdoor visitation is preferred and should be conducted whenever practicable, as it reduces the risk of transmission. Facilities should create safe outdoor spaces for routine visitation. CMS is also recommending facilities have reasonable limits for the number of individuals visiting any one resident at a time. When outdoor visitation is not feasible, facilities should accommodate indoor visitation utilizing the following CMS guidelines. There has been no new onset of COVID-19 cases in the last 14 days and the facility is not currently conducting outbreak testing. Visitors should be able to adhere to the core principles and staff should provide monitoring for those who may have difficulty adhering to core principles, such as children. Facilities should limit the number of visitors per resident at one time and limit the total number of visitors in the facility at one time. And this should be based on the size of the building and the physical space. Facilities should consider scheduling visits for a specified length of time to help ensure all residents are able to receive visitors. And lastly, facilities should limit movement in the facility. For example, visitors should not walk around different halls of the facility. Rather, they should go to the residence room or designated visitation areas directly. Visits for residents who share a room should not be conducted in the resident's room. And I want to note here, for situations where there is a roommate and the health status of the resident prevents leaving the room, facilities should attempt to enable an in-room visitation while adhering to the core principles of COVID-19 infection prevention. And in this memo, CMS also expanded on the definition of compassionate care situations that include, but are not limited to, a resident who is living with their family before recently being admitted to the nursing home, is struggling with the change in environment and lack of facility support, a resident who's grieving after a friend or family member who recently passed away, a resident who needs cueing and encouragement with eating or drinking previously provided by family and or the caregiver and is experiencing weight loss or dehydration and a resident who used to talk and interact with others is experiencing emotional distress seldom speaking or crying more frequently you know when a resident had rarely cried in the past All visits should be conducted utilizing social distancing, but if a visitor and a facility identify a way for personal contact during a compassionate care visit that follows appropriate infection control guidelines, this is allowed for a short period of time.
0: Thank you, Denise. How will facility leaders know when they can start to allow visitation?
1: Rebecca? Facilities should use the COVID-19 county positivity rate found on the COVID-19 nursing home data site, as noted and linked in the QSO memo, as additional information to determine how to facilitate indoor visitation. So in low, which is under the 5% positivity rate, visitation should occur according to core principles of COVID-19 infection prevention and facility policies beyond compassionate care visits. Medium positivity rate, which is between five and 10%, visitation should occur according to core principles of COVID-19 infection prevention and facility policies beyond compassionate care visits. High positivity rate, which is over 10%, Visitation should only occur for compassionate care situations according to core principles of COVID-19 infection prevention and facility policies. CMS is encouraging facilities in medium and high positivity counties to test visitors if feasible. Facilities may also encourage visitors to be tested on their own prior to entering the facility, say two to three days prior, and to bring proof of date and negative results with them. Denise,
0: besides family and friends of residents, is there anyone else the facility should allow to enter the facility at this time?
1: Yes, Rebecca, there are a few. So, facilities must allow residents access to the ombudsman. Ombudsman representatives must adhere to the core principles of COVID-19 infection prevention as well when they're in the facility. If in-person access to the Ombudsman is not available, then the facility must provide access through other ways such as by phone or utilizing technology. Facilities must also provide residents access to representatives of the Protection and Advocacy Program and allow the opportunity to communicate privately on a regular basis. Additionally, facilities must comply with the Rehabilitation Act and the American Disabilities Act. So, for example, If a resident requires assistance to ensure effective communication, such as a qualified interpreter or someone to facilitate communication, and the assistance is not available by on-site staff or effective communication cannot be provided without such entry, such as video or remote interpreting, The facility must allow the individual entry into the nursing home to interpret or facilitate with some exceptions. So this would not preclude nursing homes from imposing legitimate safety measures that are necessary for safety operations, such as requiring such individuals to adhere to the core principles of COVID-19 infection prevention. Healthcare workers who are not employees of the facility, but provide direct care to facilities' residents, such as hospice workers or emergency medical services, EMS personnel, dialysis technicians, laboratory technicians, radiology technicians, social workers, clergy, etc., they must also be permitted to come into the facility as long as they are not subject to a work exclusion due to an exposure to COVID-19, or show signs and symptoms of COVID-19 after being screened. I also want to note here that EMS personnel do not need to be screened so that they can attend to emergency without delay.
0: Thank you, Denise. What can happen to a facility if they do not allow visitation?
1: Rebecca, facilities may still restrict visitation due to the COVID-19 positivity rate, the facility's COVID-19 status, visitor symptoms, lack of adherence to proper infection control practices, or other relevant factors due to COVID-19. However, they may not restrict visitation without a reasonable cause, and failure to facilitate visitation without adequate reasons related to clinical necessity or resident safety may result in citations and enforcement actions.
0: Denise, what should facility leaders do to prepare for visitation to begin and to ensure they stay in compliance with the regulations?
1: Great question, Rebecca. First and foremost, facility leadership should make sure they have a safe outdoor space for visitation, such as a courtyard, patio, or parking lot leadership may want to purchase awnings or tents along with plastic dividers to enhance safety and comfort. They should have a procedure for limiting the number of visitors at one time, which not only allows for better infection control practices, but also for privacy, which is a requirement. In the southern states, outdoor visitation is going to last a lot longer than it will in the northern states and I suggest facility leadership start the proactive approach for indoor visitation as colder weather will be here soon. Decide on where indoor visitation should take place, such as a common room or extra office space. Decide what procedures visitors will need to follow while they're in the facility, such as masking and social distancing. Will the facility be conducting testing on visitors? And if so, how will that take place? Purchase any items such as plastic dividers to improve infection prevention. So, in addition to the $3,000 for communication devices used for virtual visits, CMS is now expanding the Civil Money Penalty or CMP reinvestment program to include an additional $3,000 for the purchase of tents and clear dividers to reduce the risk of transmission during visitation. If I were a facility, I would take full advantage of this if you have access to it. Check with your state because some states will have access, some states will not. Lastly, educate. Staff, residents, and families will need to be educated regarding the facility's visitation policy. And once educated, have a procedure for what will happen if that facility policy is not followed.
0: Thank you, Denise. This was a lot of great information and is something our listeners should definitely hear about.
1: Thanks for having me, Rebecca. And to all our listeners on behalf of APACN, I also want to thank you for everything you're doing for your residents and staff in this stressful time, and I wish you all the best. Stay healthy.
0: Listeners, thank you for joining us today. If this podcast was helpful to you, don't hesitate to hit the subscribe button so that you never miss a future episode. For more COVID-19 resources, please visit the PACIN website at www.aapacn.org.